Welcome to the You Glow Nurse Podcast, where we are growing and glowing through our nursing journey and practicing real self-care along the way. Ready for the real glow up? Join the conversation with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, BSN RN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of RU Well, where I empower new nurses to adapt to busy nurse life by creating real self-care strategies that boost energy and build real self-confidence. So if you're struggling to keep afloat in this busy nurse life and ready to ditch the hustle culture, this is a space for you. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe to our online community and here on the podcast for more self-care resources. Let's do it, y'all. What's going on, friends? Welcome to another episode of the You Glow Nurse podcast. I have the wonderful privilege of speaking to our special guest today, Miss Sheena Stansel. So we're going to get into more about purpose restored, purpose being redefined in the season as nurses. You know, sometimes we we get bogged down by just nursing life, nursing duties. It's easy to fall into the burnout lifestyle. But here on the podcast, the You Glow Nurse, Glow Nurse podcast, I want to see you glow, friend. So we're talking all things health, nutrition, mental health, personal develop, development. And today I get the opportunity to talk to a friend, like we're actually friends. So <laughs> I love that when it's like a real friend, not only online, and I get to meet so many amazing women online, so many amazing nurses online, but to know this lady and to just see the growth over time, over the last two, three years. Um, it has been amazing. And I'm just on the back seat, just like watching my friend glowing and growing out here. So I, I'm ecstatic to hear more about her and what she has to share with us. So let me introduce introduce to you Miss Sheena Stansel. She is an RN with over a decade of experience, currently working and teaching in academia in Houston, Texas. So just a little background about me and Sheena. We ended up working together a contract last, yeah, at the end of 2020. Um, And this was a different kind of contract. Uh, We thought we were going in for just a regular 12-hour shift. This ended up being like a COVID clinic contract and different hours. We were, we were there uh, every day from eight to five um, and just in this clinic outpatient setting that neither of us really understood, but we were there trying to learn, trying to do something different, try to get away from the busy, just get a break from the busy bedside nursing environment. And so her and I, we spent many times talking about health, about men, about life, about just growing up. And, you know, even after we went our separate ways after that contract, we stayed in contact. And I've just had the the great opportunity, like I said, to see her grow and glow out here. And so today she's going to share more about that. And I want to welcome Miss Sheena. Hi. What's going on, friends? I'm so happy to have you on. She had me on her podcast recently, um, mm-hmm. and I was in the hot seat. I was getting asked the questions. Now it's time for Sheena <laughs> to be on the spotlight, which she so very much deserves. So, um, Sheena, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, Fallon. How about yourself? Girl, it's a hot one. <laughs> it is. It is miserably hot in Texas. Sorry, I'm trying to get my... There oh, we go. It's miserably hot in Texas, as you know Whew, All you am. can do is sit down and think about it. Like I made it. I got in the house. Okay. Let me drink some water. <laughs> For, sure. For sure. Cheers. Uh, Cheers. Okay. <laughs> so friend, as we start off this conversation, um, I just want to hear a little bit more about you, your background. Um, I know some of your background, um, but I want the viewers to find out more about Sheena and how she got started. So tell us your nursing origin story. How did you start and where, how did you get to where you're at now? So my uh, nurse origin story. So I have been a RN for 12 years now. I am a Chicago native. So I started my journey in Chicago, Illinois. 
I got my BSN from Chamberlain University. And then from there, I worked in a variety of settings, including long-term care, uh, rehab, and cardiac nursing. So I ended up obtaining my master's in nursing education. And I believe, uh, I think it was 2018. So I've been working in academia on and off for the past couple of years. So I, I enjoy it to say the least, uh, at least in this season of my life. So I really do uh, like teaching. So I'm currently an instructor here in Houston, Texas, a nursing instructor. I was so <laughs> humble. So, so very humble with that little background. <laughs> but we're going to break it down a little bit. So sure. you ha- you're hailing from the Windy City, Chicago, right? So Burr. what? <laughs> Burr, for real. I'm actually going down there next week. Um, oh, okay. So I heard this is a good time. Yes. Yeah. So I won't mm-hmm. get too much to the cold. Thank you, guys. Exactly. Um, but so you started in Chicago. What brought you here? Like, uh, did you start as a nurse, as an RN? Where did you have any background in the medical field? Were there family members a nurse? So, uh, so none of my family, uh, family, immediate family are RN. So, uh, when I got into the hospital, I, like I said, I worked long term care and rehab, but I had a background in cardiac nursing, a special kind of cardiac nursing. It's called, uh, LVAD nursing, LVAD meaning left ventricular assistant device. So that unique experience brought me down here to uh, try to get my sorry, brought me down here to Houston because uh, the floor that I worked on at the hospital that we worked at or that we know about <laughs> uh, brought me down. They paid for me to relocate and gave me a little bonus on top of that. Thank you, Lord. And um, yeah, my my nursing experience got me down here, so that's how I relocated here to Houston, and I stayed uh, almost it's almost eight years now. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So didn't have any family like influence in your life. Same here. I'm the first mm-hmm. nurse in my Latina family, so. Mm-hmm. I kind of got into this thing, not knowing what I was getting into, not even just knowing from what was on TV and just mm-hmm. knowing what was in on commercials or what society made nursing appear. So, yeah, I think that's just that's awesome that you went the you know, you went the brave, brave way, the brave mm-hmm. path yes. and went into nursing. And I want to go into that more. But even that. That part about coming down with this specialty, that's interesting as well. I know specialties are in high demand, but that's just interesting. Here in Houston, we have one of the largest medical centers. So they, I'm sure they need nurses, but that's amazing that they just offered you that position to come on down. That's great. So going back to what I said originally, how has being like the first nurse in your family, just being fresh, just Getting into nursing, how has that affected your journey and did it affect your journey? Yeah. um, Not knowing, not having any influence, not having like that mentor. I don't know if you did have a mentor. What did you, how did you deal with that time? I could say this. So even though my mother wasn't a registered nurse, she worked at one of the um, prominent hospitals in Chicago. When I say prominent, it's called John H. Stroger Hospital or Cook County Hospital. She is now retired. So she worked at that hospital almost 43 years. She retired December of 2022. So I guess my mother was an influence in the way that she said, you know, if you become a nurse, you can always have a job. You can take care of yourself. I see my mother saying she saw the nurses on the unit. They got to go on vacations and talk about their new home and their new car and, you know, all these hours that they were getting in paycheck. It was one of those things that my mother was like, this could be a career for you. Now, I don't know how much you're going to like it, but this is, but you'll be able Did to see that. Did she leave? She left that with you. That it was part. Kind of like sandwich in between, you know, it was like, you know, they have you the heart, you know, heart felt heart. What is it called? Heart, head, head heart. Heart, head, heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 That type of sandwich that head, heart, head. I don't know. You know, heart, head, heart. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. She did not leave with that, but it was like, you may not always like nursing, but you'll be always able to take care of yourself. 
And that is important to me personally, because I am an only child to my mother. So I don't have any brothers or sisters who would look out for me. So, or take care of me if something happens. So my mother said, it's on you to, you know, take care of yourself and for you not to be a burden on my sisters, like my aunts Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I guess if you want to say who influenced me, it was my mother, but she wasn't a nurse. She was a unit clerk, a secretary, which is fine because she she loved working at that job. She'd been with that job longer than she'd been with me. I mean, because I'm not 40 something yet. I'm close to, but not yet. But <laughs> my mother absolutely loved working at that job. And she gained, she made so many friends of all of the healthcare uh, sectors, like doctors and nurses mm. and the environmental specialists and other unit clerks. So that has been my influence to uh, get into nursing. Oh, that's special. I love that. I love that. I I feel like we, even though I didn't have that influence, like mm-hmm. directly, like knowing somebody, I, you know, I had a mother as well that was in healthcare and my parents, they influenced me into nursing. Like you said, the great opportunity. Everyone knows it's well-known knowledge fact. Nurses get paid. You always going to have a job. And so that stability, that job securement is a, a reason why people get into healthcare. But, and this is where I want to pivot into talking about purpose. How mm-hmm. do we go from, okay, we get into nursing for just the job stability. Okay. Well, I mean, I get paid and all, but like, I'm looking for purpose. I'm looking for fulfillment. I want to find out my bigger meaning in life. Like, how did that pivot happen for you personally? Like, what is it that you're made you passionate about nursing? What was maybe that moment? So uh, I wholeheartedly believe that nursing education is my purpose Mm-hmm. At least in this season of my life. So I think we have all those moments that we have someone in our life that doubt our capabilities or abilities. And for me, that was when I was in nursing school. So I had a nursing instructor tell me that she think I should be in the LPN program instead of this RN program. And I didn't really realize what she was telling me in that moment. I just thought she thought that I was dumb, but she was actually, if you really look at it, she's basically telling me maybe you should drop out and join a different program, not even an RN program, but a LPN program. Mm -hmm. So that was a defining moment for me, knowing that this lady, even though she had all the acronyms and letter alphabets after her name, she thought to tell me that um, she didn't think I was going to make it as an RN. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I want to get into nursing education because I want to be that person to encourage students who I know that may be struggling. You know, nursing school is not for the faint of heart. It is it is very hard work. You know, you got to know what the doctors know pretty much. You know, this is nursing is a difficult field. You know, it's not a glamorous field. You know, it's not like we out here, you know, doing TikTok videos all the time. You feel me? Like, <laughs> you know, We're not all out here doing TikToks or playing cards. We are not doing that, okay? I mean, I know the TikTok videos be funny, but it, it's, 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 it has to be funny because sometimes you got to laugh to keep them crying right. out. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my defining moment, um, knowing that this particular nursing instructor thought that, I wasn't good enough or smart enough to be an RN, but maybe I should try an LPN program instead. Mm. And, you know, it would it really makes me think, Fallon, that, you know, once if she, if she told me that, and I never told any administration nothing like that, mm. you know, I didn't mess with anyone's job. But now that I think about it, how many other students did she discourage, mm. you know, and they didn't say anything and they went that route? or mm. You know, she's basically telling me to, to drop out the program. And I was it was <laughs> I was just starting out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if I would have listened to her, I probably wouldn't reach this level that I'm at now. So I don't, I don't want to say I thank her because it wasn't that. <laughs> I'm not saying give her all the glory. No, I'm not saying that. But, you know, I did have someone discourage me. And guess who encouraged me? My mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. My mother. 
She says, you can do this. It's hard work. I already told you it's going to be hard work. She had to, I was up there 22, 23 years old, crying and hugging my mother, hugging me, consoling me, saying, you can do this, baby. You know, it's, you can do this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and even though she wasn't there, she was there to let me know, oh, I'm almost about to cry. <laughs> That's good. Um, she really encouraged me, my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're good. No, you're good. That like has me in my feelings. Like mm-hmm. when a family member, you know, we all had those times when we were crying. When we were mm-hmm. like, I'm giving up. And it, those defining moments when my parents were like, it's okay. That that's mm-hmm. all you need sometimes. Nope. To have somebody come and tell you the 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 audacity okay. to, to <laughs> LPN, like that's what you that lady told me. Hold on. You don't know what a little encouragement can do. So I just hear you saying you want to be that encouragement that you would have wanted in those tough times, like especially in the beginning. Yeah, You're yeah. like wondering, is this my purpose? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like in order to find your purpose, sometimes, you know, like. You got You need encouragement too, and That's in true. that moment, you know, to find your purpose, it, it's it, and it doesn't happen over time. Like sometimes you need those moments, and then it all just kind of builds together, and it's like, oh, okay, you know, like That's those funny. building blocks. Like it's kind of like a domino effect. One thing fell, then the next, and the next, and it's like, oh, okay, this is how it's gonna happen. Do you feel like there was like a clarifying moment in that, like? What help you kind of clarify? Like maybe you're like, okay, I want to do the LVAD. Like I'm here for the, you know, mm-hmm. contract nursing. Like mm-hmm. that's my purpose. I want to make money, you know, but what help you kind of clarify that? Did you, I know you had your mom as a support. Did you have some like mentors? Did you join some, some, some groups? What kind of helped you just clarify just for anybody that might be listening and is like, I'm um, not really sure. Let me see. I guess. Like for maybe the first year after graduating, maybe you had the, uh, I guess, your classmates knowing how they're doing, what jobs that they get, how what they're learning, how much they're liking or disliking nursing. Also, the fact that a lot of these hospitals, especially the big hospitals, have the RN residency program. Mm -hmm. So you get to lean on other new nurses that may have not came from the same program you uh, were like, I mean, not say program, like school, but they you're all are new and you all are being trained to become nurses. Now you are, you all may be in different uh, units throughout the hospital, mm-hmm. but you know, you still need to know how to pass medication properly. Even though they taught you that in nursing school, we need you to teach you, teach you uh, the way we do it here at this mm-hmm. hospital. because We have our own guidelines and policies, procedures, and so forth. So I think leaning on the RN residency program. So I think if you're a new grad nurse, uh, you need to be a part of the type of program. It's very, I guess, nurturing. Mm. Uh, you get to ask questions and no one will make you feel like you don't know any because you all are coming in new. You know, mm. you all are coming in new. It's just like nursing school all over. But now you have that uh, that big RN after your name. You know, now it's, it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit more real. You know, mm-hmm. real patients and real medications and real blood and all this and real consequences. So I think having being a part of an RN residency program really can help you. And I know some programs do give you a nurse mentor mm-hmm. in the hospital, just not the other new nurses, because you would like to talk to and speak with nurses that are more seasoned than those in your uh, nurse residency cohort. So. Yeah, no, I get that. I remember my nurse residency program. I actually just celebrated my eight years of being an RN. Yay! Yes, girl, you better glow, nurse. I was like, oh, look, I didn't, I didn't even know. My boyfriend was like, Helen, did you, did you make eight years on LinkedIn? It said it. So um, that's how time flies. That's how much time flies. Yeah. Um, But I love that you shared the residency program, helping build that community. I think Mm -hmm. when you get into it, I may have had this attitude. So I'm going to confess. It was kind of like, uh, another thing to do. Oh, my God. I got to show up to these meetings. I didn't really take advantage of it. And then I was working night shift, too. So Mm -hmm. the day meetings and all the programs and all the projects, 
it was extra for me because I was, you know, sleeping during the day and going to work at night. So it was really hard for me to even put my mind to think like, this is something important. I should be tuning in. Like I knew it was big, but it was, it was really like hard for me. So Mm -hmm. I think any new nurses that are listening or watching, like it's, even if you're working night shift, even if you're doing, you know, night shift, try your best to just show up and give it your all. Like it's an important thing. Not all nurses. I don't know if all new nurses get residency programs. Like, you know, Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty much a mandatory thing as of now, right? Mm-hmm. Like for the new RNs for most hospitals. I would think so, especially if you're a major hospital system. I'm quite sure that if you're in a big hospital system, like at the medical center, you definitely have to be a part of an RN residency program. I think it's also part of like a magnet status, making sure magnet mm-hmm. status having that type of program for the new grads. Yeah, take full advantage of it. Like this is something that you've been working on. Yes, you may not have, you may not be on your own yet. You're still going through some training. You still have some development, but it's all part of your process. Like I think that's really important that uh, we kind of like just highlight here that all of the things that you're doing in the beginning, they're helping you for that next step. Even the residency program, even the little projects, even the extra things, the mentor meetings, try to make, take advantage of it. Like, and, um, just, just focus in, just be present as much as you can. You'll get to the senior stuff. Don't worry. It's coming. You get in there. You just get in there. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let me just bring up my, my questions. Mm -hmm. So what has helped you sustain, grow, or even pivot in your purpose, similar to what we just talked about. I know residency programs are um, were great in the beginning, but through your own experience, because I, when we spoke last time on your podcast, you shared something that I loved, and it was like new nurses are burnt out even as soon as they get into the nursing field. You know, so having these tools even in the beginning of your journey is so important so that you can bring it throughout your process. Having those tools to like pivot or grow or sustain your your purpose, you know, cuz it may change like you said. In this season right now, you're passionate about teaching. Maybe later on you want to go back and be get your doctorate or go back and be more of on, you know, something like that, you know, even further. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm just curious to know, like, what has helped you throughout your season so that you don't get burnt out, you know, to shift and change in your purpose as it comes as you grow. So what has kept me, uh, I guess, uh, sustaining in nursing education, is that is that the correct word, sustaining? What kept me in nursing education there you go. Work it out. <laughs> is watching my students go from the shy, mm. very quiet, very reserved nursing students and watching them get pinned at nursing graduation. Seeing my students graduate, watching them hug their family and collapse in my arms and we Mm -hmm. hug each other. Watching these students now become my colleagues. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been on and off teaching for a few years now. I have met students that I taught with or was was teaching and now they are managers in NP school. They are doing the thing out here. And to see that growth, it was sustains me to watch someone say, Professor, stand still. I don't think I can do this. I don't want to do this. I'm tired of nursing school. This is not for me. I don't want to do this. I hate reading all this stuff. I hate taking the test. I feel dumb all the time. They don't mm-hmm. like these students. These Everyone think I'm dumb. I don't have enough money. I don't, you know, I'm running out of money. What do I supposed to do? And I just say, stay the course, you know, mm-hmm. pray, you know what I'm saying? And just, the, just that's what has to stay. Watch my students become a nurse, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's hard, I, I watched them become a nurse, watching them saying, okay, maybe I need to take pivot for them. Maybe I need to take a step back from the program and come back at a later date. So I can yeah. get my personal life together so I can do nursing school a bit better than what I'm doing now. You know, they make that decision. I don't say, girl, you need to sit out. They make that decision. These are adult students. So 
just to see my students, you know, get that RN. That that's what that was what I really love. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm um, fueling the the nursing, you know, short. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, so, yes. So seeing those students become RNs and they make RNs and so forth. I mean, it just needs to keep on, you know, growing and glowing. You feel me? So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, watching my students become. I know I keep repeating myself. Watch them become RNs. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. I mean, I hear you saying like keeping your eye on the bigger picture and then just watching the process as mm-hmm. as you see people come in with the problems and then you're there as a support. Like your mom was such a like a simple word of encouragement to people, just seeing them beyond their problems as well, because we all started off somewhere. I think remembering that even as an educator, even as a nurse, like in the field for eight years or 12 years or 10 years, wherever you're at as a mentor, just remember we all start off somewhere and then just keeping that encouragement. Like even I need to encourage myself sometimes all the time, literally, you know, like just watching that progress over time. I think that's beautiful. I mean, People start off one way and then just the whole glow up process and you get to be a part of that. Like that must be so energizing, you know, seeing mm-hmm. the, the bigger, bigger picture at the end and just enjoying the process. Like, hey, I get to be a part of this with you. Um, I think that's that's awesome. I mean, you make teaching sounds uh, like really on another rewarding. level, like, rewarding, rewarding. Yeah, yeah for sure. overall, that's a great word to just say, like rewarding, purposeful, all of the things teaching but, on purpose, teaching on purpose for sure. And when you wa- wake up in the morning, like, and you're like passionate about what you do, um, I think it just fuels you even to go further, you know, maybe to stay later or to, to teach an extra thing longer or to get more details or to just have more patience. I know that was something we were talking about. You patience. gotta believe it. You gotta, <laughs> have some, you gotta have some patience if you want to teach. Yeah. Sure. So sure. what is one thing you've learned about yourself as you become an in the clinical field and you switch sides. Now you're the teacher. What is something that you've learned about yourself? Maybe in a good way, a negative way. And how did so, you go? Uh, like you mentioned, uh, to be a little bit more patient with my mm-hmm. students. I think I, I have to grow on that because some of the students that I come in contact with, contact with don't have a healthcare background. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was in nursing school, I was already, uh, I was a PCA or a CNA. So I did, I was already working in the hospital. So knowing that some of these students don't have that background, you really have to take your time with them. A lot mm-hmm. of my students may be really nervous about clinical, like going into the clinical environment where you have real patients. Now, we're not talking about the mannequins that we see in lab. We're not talking about the little fake IV arms, the little injection pads. We are doing real things to real patients <laughs> with real consequences if you don't do it correctly. Mm. So uh, I think being, nursing has nursing education and nursing in general mm-hmm. you have to provide patients and you also have to give yourself Mm-hmm. And the students some some time to grow and also just a tad bit of grace because you have to think about the things that you didn't know. I like the students that don't know something. If they don't know something, that's fine. But you have to go look up these things. You have to go find out what you don't know. You have to ask questions. If you don't know anything, I don't want you to suffer in silence. I want you to ask me. And then if I don't know or I'll have them just look things up. I think that is being an astute student to to be doing nursing school on purpose. Like you're not looking for me to feed you this information. I want you to do your research. I want you to do evidence-based practice research. I want you to tell me something that I didn't know. I was like, really? And I'll look it up. I'm like, my student was right. You know, I like them to be a a Carmen San Diego. Go ahead and search. Mm-hmm. I need you to I need y'all to I want you all to let me know what's going on too. And I think that has been uh, what we was talking about. What have you learned about yourself? Like that. Hey, I, 
Patience. Sorry. Patience. It's so Patience. late. I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it's late. Like, we've been, me and Fallon been up for a few hours. Yeah. 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 We already <laughs> talked about this. Like, it's the bedtime is soon approaching. So, but yes. I appreciate that. Like, you just got so passionate. I was like, what? I was like, I forgot all about the question. Hold on. What were we talking about? Oh, yes. Yeah, so what did you learn about yourself? through this process of becoming an instructor and you said just being patient I think that's that's a gem in its own like in this generation this microwave generation of get up get it going do it now at my fingertips everything happens now 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 you know it's easy for us to forget that humans and learning takes time and really absorbing information and building that critical thinking takes time but it's effort it, it doesn't just happen like, oh, I just don't have the smarts. You know, I'm not just, you know, smart enough. So I give up. No, it takes intentionality. It takes looking for the answers. It takes, you know, just just being intentional about what you what you want, the education that you want and that you paid a lot of money for, I'm sure. <laughs> so going That's above awesome. and beyond and having a great instructor like you. Um, that's, that's very encouraging and patient. I'm sure goes a long way, but there is a line. There is a line of empathy versus like, okay, this is an excuse. How are we going to manage that? So for, I do have some people that may be listening on that are educators. How would, what are some tips that you would give? Like maybe some new educators or educators who are struggling to have, patients or they don't really know that line like okay how do I know when to be a little bit tougher but when to give that grace what are some tips you would get so if you're gonna be tough quote unquote tough it's not even being tough I get it's being concerned because mm-hmm. you, as the nursing instructor has assessed because we are assessing these students that this particular student is struggling and they're struggling in this way so you will have to get two instructors with you. So I will suggest not to speak to a nursing student alone. So they won't say, oh, this nursing instructor was mean to me. She said this to me. Get a second nursing instructor to talk about uh, behavior issues, too. Now, I mean, <laughs> nurses, nursing students are adults, but some a behavior issue, some behavior issues can be deemed unprofessional. Coming late to lab, coming late to clinical. These are unprofessional behaviors, you know, letting your phone ring, um, you know, things like that. So I would say if you're a new nurse educator, first things first, if, if you have to have one of those difficult conversations with your student, get a second instructor involved. Mm-hmm. Then at that time, express to the student what they need to change to be, become better or if there's a problem or how can you as the instructor help them to see and then of course document all these things and put it in their their uh, file because they have to have a paper trail that you mm-hmm. you came in contact with this problem and you addressed it now we're seeing that she addressed it she addressed it she addressed it she addressed it he addressed this issue with all these with this student. And now we, it, it provides a paper trail that we've been talking to the student for a little bit of time and they still haven't got their act together. So maybe something needs to happen. And whatever that something is, is, is based on the higher administrators, but to have a paper trail on your students documenting certain behaviors or um, I guess certain behaviors or uh, helping them with their assessment. Like, oh yes, I spent an additional two hours with the student uh, teaching them how to do this skill. So I did my, I, I did try to help them to the best of my ability mm. in that time. So I, I believe in, like I said, giving a, a second instructor to witness the conversation with that student and then to document that, uh, that you did that and what they should uh, try to change in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. If it wasn't documented, it wasn't done. <laughs> you already know. Even as an educator, right? Like even, even so you can have all the empathy, you can have all the, oh, I'm going to help, you know, but also holding students accountable. I think that's super important. Like, what can I do? I noticed this problem. What is it that, you know, but coming with a team approach, like, what can I do to help you? I think that's, that's really good. Instead of just blame game. Um, that's important for sure. But uh, speaking up on the issue, documenting, um, and being concerned. I like that. Being concerned, not just tough. Like I, I think that's something I struggle with even now, just 
the idea of being tough. And I had Mm -hmm. one of my alumni members kind of tell me like, Fallon, you don't have to be tough. You're being a nurse. Like you're doing a good job. A lot of people may um, put a, a negative stereotype on nurses being tough or just being bullies or just being overall this way, stereotyping them, generalizing nurses, but nurses have to be concerned. We have to go the extra mile. We have to do the best for our patients because it's, it's our job. It's our, it's, it's our duty to do the best for our patients because we work so closely for them. So absolutely. Yeah. For, for many, many years, you know, uh, nurses or nursing has been the most trusted profession. That doesn't mm-hmm. come with a grain of salt. We are mm-hmm. trusted because we work hard for our patients. The good majority of us, we love our patients. We want to take care of them. We want to see them succeed. We want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're providing the best care that we can give and that that care is being continued, continuity. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why nursing hard because you feel like, I mean, we give a lot to our patients. We give a lot to our careers. And like I said before, it's not for the, the faint of heart. It's, it's yeah. you have to have tough skin. You know? I yeah. said tough skin and a, a soft, soft heart because a lot yes. of people, Yeah. I you see I just got got through crying on, on the on the podcast. We tough but we got a soft heart. That is I love that analogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just amazing how nurses bring the two, the two different, uh, just the two differences together, and they they form a bigger, a bigger meaning, a bigger purpose in it. You know, we use our our compassion, but just our courage at the same time. You know, to really give our best in everything we do, and it's because of that that makes us so uniquely just equipped to do the work we do. We, we bring it both. We bring it all to the table. And so it's awesome. Awesome. Okay. So I wanted to ask about losing your purpose. As we start wrapping up, have you ever experienced a time in your career where you may have been unsure? What did I get into? How did I get here? I'm not sure. Nursing is my purpose anymore. Did you get to a time like that? And how did you, what were some things that helped you, maybe some self-care things that helped you come out of that time and come out winning again? So like I mentioned earlier, I obtained my master's in nursing education in 2018, like April of 2018. But I actually didn't get a, uh, a adjunct or a faculty position until August of 2019. So a whole year and some months later. Uh, and I was looking for that whole year. I was looking for a nurse faculty job. So when I didn't get that job, I went back to the bed. So I, I went back to what I knew. And in that time, I was like, I spent all this time getting my master's and I'm not even <laughs> working in that field. So once I got that adjunct position, you know, I, I once I got the adjunct position, I dived right into it because this is what I was studying for the past two years. I got right to it. They was like, "Oh, you are you uh, experienced?" You know, like, "No, this is my first adjunct." You know, I'm you know, I'm not gonna be you know, I guess uh, shy, shy um, about it or easy on my students or one of those. Oh, it's, that's okay. No, I want you to do what what the the school is asking you to do. They ask you to do this. They ask you to do all this work, and I'm going to check every last thing <laughs> you put on the paper. Okay, and it's like, well, you look so young. I, I don't I don't care about me looking young. Thank you, but I want to know that you're going to do this work and you're going to do it correctly because this is how you're going to pass become you know a safe nurse. You know, a safe mm-hmm. nurse. So that was a time that I was uh, discouraged that after I got my master's, it took me a year and some change to get into the actual uh, nurse faculty position. Uh, so I that in that time, I was doubting, like, man, maybe I should have been an MP. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I should went the wrong route and should have did nurse practitioner. Even if I was a nurse practitioner, I could still work in education. So I still kind of struggle with that. If I wanted to, I could become a nurse practitioner right now, you know, at the year of you know, clinicals and extra classes, but I feel like nursing education is where I want to be. Yeah. So, um, burnout, of course, I, I spent, I had burnout just being on a unit, being on a new nurse. And that's what, and that's actually encouraged me to go get my master's because I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I could do something else 
in the world of academia. So mm-hmm. just being a, a nurse for a few years on, on the floor, you know how that go, Fallon. You can get burned out very easy. Yeah. And it doesn't take very long. It don't even take very much. I mean, you can be on a night shift and be burnt out and just do your three 12-hour shifts a week. And that still could be a lot on your body because who used to being up all night? Yeah. Your body is supposed to be operating in the daytime. Yeah. No, I agree. Burnout can hit you. And and it's not just this physical, it's the emotional as well. So going back to what you said about the year off, was there anything that you did to kind of prepare for that next step? Like any self-care, anything that just um, help encourage you to stay in the game. Like, this is not it. The job that I want is coming. <laughs> you know, like, be patient. So I applied to multiple schools. <laughs> in fact, um, okay. uh, one of the instructors um, seen me at the hospital and she was like, don't I know you from somewhere? I'm like, yeah, I used to work at a school, but I wasn't faculty. She's like, okay, you got the simulation background. So I did have a background in nursing simulation, but I didn't I, I, I didn't have my master's yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't know who she was. She's like, no, no, I know you from somewhere. I'm like, yeah, I used to work at Chambers. Like, oh, okay. And then kept it moving. <laughs> so uh, I think just me being, you know, just being uh on the floor of being a unit, doing my safe nursing care, just being me and my stuff. After I applied to so many jobs, someone noticed mm-hmm. that I had a background in simulation, that I had a master's degree, and that I had, uh, and that my master's degree was actually in education. Like you can have a master's in administration and still mm-hmm. be a part of education, but my my degree specifically in nursing education. So not only that I had a passion for it, I, this is my purpose. This is teaching. Mm -hmm. It's, it is for my master's is for nursing education. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, just being at the hospital, being encouraging, staying, you know, afloat, just staying myself and keep on applying to jobs, of course, and trying to contacts. Oh, going to job fairs, dropping off my resume, things like that. Going to these school open houses to see how their nursing program looks. So mm. things like that. Yep. You have to yeah. go get, go get it. Go, go get, go out there and get it. You know, <laughs> yes. you gotta go, yes. get it. go get it. You'll, you'll get there. You go, I have to encourage myself. You know, so not giving up. Yeah, that's yeah. what I hear you saying. Like going the extra mile and being proactive about yeah. it. Um, you're going Putting to find Putting in the effort. Yeah. And just like you said, staying true to yourself, mm-hmm. keeping positive, even though things may be looking down. Like, I don't know why I got into this job. Why did I go for this degree? I could have been an MP. Just staying true to you. This is your passion. Really staying true to you. Like, if this is what you wanted to go for as an educator, it's going to come. These mm-hmm. things are going to happen. And I feel like those those mental health practices, those affirmations every day, believing in yourself, even when nobody else believed in you, like you said that, sharing about that faculty member that, that told you to go to the LPN. But look mm-hmm. at you now. Like, you know, like everything happens for a reason, never giving up on your dreams, no matter what the setback, everything is leading you there. Everything that you're doing now, the, the, the networking that you were doing, the passing out your uh, flyers or your resume or talking to people and just staying afloat, that was all preparing you to get to that next level. So that when you did jump in, you were ready, you were going, you were like, all right, let's go. I'm not, being soft on y'all. I'm not just being easy. Uh, let's right. go. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's awesome because even with that fire, even with that spark, when you got in, I'm sure it benefited many students overall. So I will hope so. I will yeah. hope so. They, they love to be chummy with you. Like, Hey, Hey, Professor <laughs> hey girl, did you do your work? <laughs> I would not be a great instructor because I would be with the chummy and I would just be like, okay. Oh, wait, I, I was supposed you to. Would. You would. You would absolutely be a fantastic instructor. Are you serious? I appreciate that. You would be a, a fantastic instructor because when we were together in 2020, right, we had to build that whole part of that, uh, our unit per se, right? Yeah. So we was running around getting things done. You were assessing the needs of our unit, 
assess the needs of other things for our patients that we needed for that unit. You was doing that already. You know, yeah. you was teaching me, you were one of, you know, I always make, I always make fun of Fallon because she's so petite and I'm so <laughs> tall, you know, you know, I'm like a giant in comparison to her, in comparison to her. So I seen Fallon IV skills, you know what I'm saying? She was teaching me about how she put in IVs and I was teaching her how I learned how to put in IVs. I mean, it's the same way we just have different techniques. You know, her hands are smaller than mine. Mine's Hey, bigger. So her technique was a little different. And guess what? When we couldn't get an IV in and things, we had to go find. Remember, I think. Remember, we, I had to go get that that vein finder on a whole different unit. Seen a new way to go. Unit. You know. So I mean, this is teaching on purpose. We taught each other things. When mm-hmm. you're in a hospital, if you're a bedside inpatient nurse, you are teaching your patients mm. you're providing education about medications and so forth you also have preceptors i had a preceptor who who was a nurse faculty who precepted me to become a better nurse faculty member so we're all teaching each other this is teaching on purpose you know and yeah. i just i mean I mean, I know we talk about you know nurses get a lot of flat you know what i'm saying like this yeah. is a hard profession but I don't know. It's kind of like I'm married to the game now. It's like, mm. we, what else I'm going to do now? I mean, <laughs> what, what else I'm going to do? Forever. When you in, you're in. There is so much you can do. Yeah. And we're always learning. We're always mm. growing. We're always teaching. And it's just part of the nursing brain. Like we just, that's how we process on a different level. It just makes us so much more uniquely just positioned we are like everybody wants to have a nurse on their team on their committee on part of the you know at the job at, in their communities they want nurses because we're the most trusted um and it all starts with that mindset of learning of teaching others so i love it and we're going to continue teaching and learning others on here so i'm so happy you were able to join us today, Ms. Shana Stansel, for sure, for sure. Any last words, please tell us what you're working on because your passion project, your podcast is amazing as well. Like you said in the beginning, um, the new nurses that come in that are already burnt out, what are some things that you're working on for them in, in your arena, in your platform? I'd love to hear it. So uh, I also have a podcast. It's called Up Next Nurse. I basically talk to new grad nurses and nursing students, and I'm giving them a, a inside, uh, about to say inside edition. Girl, that's a whole TV show. <laughs> inside edition. <laughs> okay, start over. So I have, <laughs> I have a podcast. It's called Up Next Nurse. I'm giving my pre, my former students who are now nurses uh, the platform to talk about anything that they want, their concerns about being a new nurse, what they wish they would learn in nursing school is basically a podcast for the new grads. So yeah. I want them to sound off respectfully, you know, and just talk about the experience of being a, a new grad nurse in the year 2023. We have a lot of nurses that came out, like was in nursing school during COVID. Yeah. Even that aspect of nursing school was different because you couldn't fully do nursing school like it was before yeah. the pandemic. You know, it was always uh we was always on alert about if this student has COVID, like, oh, we don't want to expose them to COVID and so forth like that. So yeah, I just wanna it's it's a it's a small following uh of up next nurse and I'm gonna get some more um more students on that. I also have Fallon on a couple of episodes. We talked about dating and of course burnout as a nurse. So it was, it was fun. I think it, it's, it's fun to do. It's, it's, I'm, I'm happy to be joining the network of podcasters. If that's, you know, something. <laughs> and you're doing an amazing job at it. Just having that, pushing your purpose and your passion even further as an educator and elevating mm-hmm. it. So you're reaching more people, you're giving a different nurses an opportunity to sound off like you said so it's another way that you can reach your your purpose project your passion project so I'm super proud of you and just thankful that I could even be on there because we had a lot of fun y'all so if you want to find out more about Miss Sheena I'm going to link all of her information 
in the show notes so you can reach out, so you can connect with her. It's an amazing podcast, an amazing resource for even the the seasoned nurses. Maybe you, you know, hey, you might want to show it to a, a new nurse that may have some concerns, some struggles. Hey, you want to relate with somebody? Let me let me share with you this podcast, Up Next Nurse. And it's okay. a great resource for you to have, even for our seasoned nurses that are out there. So I appreciate you, Miss Sheena, for oh, just popping on with us and sharing more about your purpose and teaching on purpose and how you have just grown and grown through your journey, friend. And I am so proud of you. And I want you to continue on in your passion and any way that I can support you. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And yeah, thanks for hopping on. Oh, I appreciate you, Fallon, so much. Thank you once again. You are a a a great nursing uh, friend for me, like for real. Like you, you're doing your thing out here. You glow, nurse. You go, girl. You do all that. Because you, <laughs> you, you have it. You know, you 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 got it in space, darling. So I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, friend. All right, and I'll see you next time. Take care. All right, you well. take care, boo. All right, bye. Bye. Y'all, Miss Sheena was in the building and I thank her and I appreciate her. Like I said, y'all, this season four is going to be really something, something super special for the nurses. For those of you that maybe you are searching for your purpose, you trying to figure it out, or maybe, hey, I need some clarity. I'm trying to up level. I'm trying to elevate like Miss Sheena in my purpose. I'm trying to get to that next level. Where are you in your purpose journey as a nurse? We are speaking all about it in this season four. I'm going to have amazing guests on, so you don't want to miss out, y'all. Season four, y'all, You Glow Nurse is here to stay, and I can't wait to share all of the wonderful, wonderful resources with you. Okay, one last thing before we go. I have an accountability group coming on for the month of July. So if you are ready to reset for the summer, get back to your fit, fine self, sis, then you want to join us in the summer reset challenge. We are sticking to a few principles, focusing on fitness, nutrition, mental wellness. We're focusing on these things for the for the rest of the summer. We're trying to get fit, fine, and fabulous. Nurses can take care of themselves too. You want to join me on my social media platforms. Go ahead and send, shoot me a DM in, on my Facebook or on my Instagram so we can get you in on the group, y'all. Join the Summer Reset Challenge to get you fit, fine, and fabulous nurse. You deserve it as you care for others, as you give to so many. Let's take care of ourselves first. If we can fill our well, fill our cups full and overflowing, we can then give so much more in our purpose, in our passion, and beyond. Y'all, it's been a great one. It's been amazing. I cannot wait for the next time. I'll see y'all later. Bye.